straight into the mid of October and this year is almost about to end. But wait, there are still many weeks to go and there are still many things that need to learn. Hi everyone, I am Ishani Nigam. I am your host for this podcast, My First Step Ever. And this is what I have to say to you today. Time is very precious. I know it can give us trouble sometimes and it can be really, really nice at times. But the time keeps changing and we have to keep up with it. Whether you are a student, whether you're a migrant, whether you are someone trying to establish yourself again in these times, it will be difficult. But at the end of this, you will find so much within yourselves that you had never imagined that you possessed. Today, I have invited someone who built her own business in Australia and she came here as a migrant. She had her shares of ups and downs, but today what she's discussing are golden nuggets of how to run a business, how to go past the difficulties. Let's get started with today's episode. Let me introduce to you Michelle Yao James. Hi Michelle, welcome on the show, my first step ever. Thank you so much, Ishani. Well done and congratulations to your show and your podcast. It's like a show anyway. It's really entertaining and I've been listening to it. Fantastic. Thank you for welcoming me and thank you for the opportunity. It is it is my honor to have you here and I say this with a lot of pride as well because I remember how I met you it is I remember one of my friend told me that there is a volunteer work that ha- that's happening tomorrow morning at one particular event in Australia that was at back in Feb and I just messaged you uh, very late in the night thinking that this is not the right way to do it I should wish you reply but you did reply and in the morning I got another reply this is a place that you can come and everything just started off so quickly we met and you were so humble you picked me up from the station because i was new to the place you were so gracious and the one thing that i really really loved about you the moment i met you was that when we were in the car we we utilized that five minutes you got to know me you asked what my name is and the funny part is that we did not even know about each other that's the spirit that i saw in you that to help others to help uh you know students who really want to volunteer and help in events such as you were related with yes no that was it was just an um, a, a beautiful um wonderful journey how we met and thank you so much for you know approaching me at the friends of children foundation it was the australian australian community environment forum and you you just joined the one of the most wonderful um wonderful events you know community events where the communities got together so yeah it's it's so lovely to to know you what i wanted my listeners to know that this was just one of a very prestigious uh, charity organization that we have in australia friends of children foundation mm-hmm. but michelle james is also part of many other organizations and most importantly what i really really like about is that she is the director a founder of her venture australia it's called oz oz career coach I remember you mentioned that you came to Australia uh, th- that was not really your decision so please take us through your journey when you came to Australia why and up till now how things have been for you so I came here in the late 80s when I was a teenager and my parents decided to move to Melbourne uh, as business migrants 
So um, they brought five of us kids here to uh, Melbourne and um, we were all very overwhelmed. You know, we came from um, different different backgrounds, different country where we spoke different languages. But at the same time, we already know English. Thank goodness for that. Um, so I was a teenager and I was really reluctant to come here. That My parents almost have to drag me here. Um, I remember my flight was horrible because I was just thinking, oh my goodness, you know, I'm leaving all my friends behind. And it was just shocking. So... When I arrived here, I thought, oh, I'll just adapt, you know, but it felt like a holiday at the beginning. So it wasn't reality until I went to high school and I realized the culture was so different. Although I could speak the language, everything was different about it. You know, it, it's, it was such a culture shock coming from an all girls school as well, a convent school back in Malaysia. I was fit into this co-ed school and um, I had problems because I couldn't, couldn't make friends because there were, thank goodness, there were a couple of uh, twins that actually welcomed me and I felt uh, very lucky to be India circle. Um, but I told my parents after a few months um, in high school, I said, oh, look what I, I'm struggling. I'm not, this is something that I'm really struggling. I wasn't expecting this. So I told them I'm going to, I want to work. So that's it. I, I went to work about, you know, 18 and wow. Yeah. Yeah. I did a very short course because um, I, I felt that I needed a course you know, a local course to get me, it was a nationally recognized course. I needed that course to start my journey, put my foot in the door in the corporate world. What I really wanted to know, while going through that culture shock and when I think you reach your teenage and that's when you decided you don't want to study anymore, but you, of course you did a short course to get your foot into business. Mm -hmm. How did you decide or what made you feel that you wanted to business in a place like which has a different culture altogether and in a business you're always interacting with people meeting them and understanding them so how that, did it go for you that's such a great question um because i thought what other choice would I, do i have you know i'm not gonna sit down at home doing nothing so i thought well there's only another one one more other choice which is work so it's either study or work you know, that's all I thought about. I, I didn't want to uh, be sitting down. Although although my parents were, were there to provide for me, I thought I have to either study or work. So the only alternative I thought about was work. And that was my end goal. So I thought I just did a very quick course, like about nine months. And I thought, yes, I got this job. And it was through my dad's friend that I got that job. I actually got an, I was offered two jobs. Um, I did have challenges though. after the course. It yeah. took me four months to actually land myself a job. But um, my dad knew um, someone very senior, a senior executive at the Bank of Singapore, Australia Limited. And yeah, there, there was, I, mean, I thought, oh no, I'll pick this one um, other than ANZ Bank because ANZ Bank offered me a job as well at the same time. So wow. I thought, no, I'll go with the smaller bank because I thought, that's someone my dad knows as well. So, yeah, so it was, um, it was a really great journey. I was there for eight years. Wow. That's yeah. very interesting 
point over there that uh, you had few job offers and then you had yeah. another job offer which was through your dad's network yes so this is a point where i want to just highlight over here because i think for some of us uh, we are privileged we do get this opportunity that to our yes. parents network we are able to tap into that opportunity although you had other opportunities yes your I took the smaller organization. I didn't go for the bigger one. Right. I thought to myself, yeah, because it was a wonderful opportunity. ANZ Bank offered me the job and I thought, oh my goodness, I can't believe it, right? But I thought, no. For me, I just want to go baby steps. I wasn't tempted for the big organization. I thought with smaller a smaller place, I could get to know people better and build meaningful relationships. rather than just cons- be considered a number in a big organization yeah i must say that you had a very profound thinking at a very young age yes. i think what we're talking about a small company it's also like equivalent to the startups that we have nowadays and i see a lot of youngsters willing to do that because spirit that they have they want to yes. learn and it's it's a very nice uh, positive mindset that you had at that point of time to grow from scratch to you know know every department learn and interact with yeah. people which is yeah. is the basis of any business so yeah. from there michelle mm-hmm. i'm really interested to know now you run a very successful career coaching venture yes. and you're helping job seekers migrants and international students in australia mm-hmm. to at least identify what's going on in the market and also connecting them with the right people Yes. So before you made this empire of yours which it is right now mm-hmm. I would really like to go back to the point where you first had that thought in your mind oh let me start something like this and why did you think of mm-hmm. it Okay that's a really good question Ishani thank you for asking So I actually once I left Bank Singapore I joined all types of uh, different organizations from different industry sectors so it was engineering was advertising there was real estate I did all types of job um then then after that I came um, I worked at the largest registered training organization as a as a learning and development consultant and it was not during until this t- stage this particular career that I I was working until quite late nearly every day then I realized hmm I must love this job why why do I feel that I'm not working you know I feel like as if it's a lifestyle so this career I always I always wanted to start a business but I didn't know what it was I didn't know what the product was or the services but it's not until I met new migrants coming in from different countries and students then i started consulting them about a change of career or plan b now realize oh why am i spending so many hours so you used to do that outside your job mm. or a lot yeah. within the job the, the company that you were working yes it both it was an expectation in my uh, particular my responsibilities my role because i was a learning and development consultant and people from different countries used to come in and think you know we want to look for plan b like what else or change of career or an international students very lost and they want to adapt to the culture and they want to get local experience or internships so that that was when i started thinking oh why am i feeling like this is not work 
like I, I used to dedicate a lot of hours, even weekends and evenings. Now this doesn't feel like work. So it was like a lifestyle, almost. I just enjoyed it so much. It was most rewarding. Then I, then I was actually, the story went, I was made, the role was made redundant after two years of working in this biggest registered training organization. Then I realized, oops, and I've never, my role's never been made redundant before in my career. And that was my first, that was the first time. So it was something so negative that actually changed it to really positive. So it happened just a week before Christmas in 2015. And it was 2016 in January that I registered the name Oscar Coach. So I really, yeah, because people kept contacting me after my roles made redundant. They knew I told them about the role that is gone, but they were still contacting me. So I need your advice. I need your advice. I'm thinking, wow, you know, this is amazing. There is a gap there. There is a demand. Wow. So that was when I, yeah, when I felt it. Lovely. So what yeah. I said is that once you got into that job that you were in, you started enjoying parts of it. And then you you were trying to see where you can maybe put add value to people and that you yes. saw migrants, international students and job seekers. And yes. when that unfortunate incident happened, mm. but you were still in demand because the relationship I see that yes. you created with your, with your yes. clients. Clients, yeah. From there, I think that was a bit of a difficult road for you to get your business started. What all did you have to do to get your business started? I wouldn't say difficult was challenging and it was through challenges that I grew more and more. And the, the key to it is always have practice effective listening. So it's not so much for, from myself talking. So there were a lot of challenges in terms of, um, you know, how do I expand this business? You know, how do I make it bigger? Because it's not going to be a hobby. So I realized that by starting my business, I'm not going to be able to straight away put all my hours into my business. So I did look for jobs and I did get full-time jobs. And while I run this um, in the evenings, so don't forget, I've got five weekdays, but five evenings as well. So I worked for the five weekdays, but I also dedicated myself into my business, Oscar Coaching, in the evenings and my two weekends. I would like to maybe emphasize over here to all our listeners that this is another way of going ahead with your ventures, the ideas that you have, that if you feel really, really scared, which is mm-hmm. all what we talk about, starting is so Very scary. normal. Very novel. That, that's a great word to use over here. That is very novel. Scary is very novel when you start out with anything. Yes. So coming from an experienced person, and I think what Michelle has given us a very good piece of advice that probably have a stable income if mm. you want. Just get on with a job because when you start off something, you need to be secure in your mind somewhere, you know, because you're starting out something, you need investment, you need time. Yes. Time is very, very big investment. So that was a great piece of advice. And thank you for sharing your strategy of going forward with that. There are many that one can employ, but I'm sure people who are listening to us, youngsters or anyone mm-hmm. even who was trying to start their second innings in their life, that is a good piece of advice. Yes, yes. And always look for something, either a product or service that you're passionate about. 
so that you it's long term. So think long term because your time is money, and you know you're going to you have to you want to add value into what you do, as well as building that meaningful relationships with your clients. Your clients are your bread and butter. Without your clients, your business will not exist. So treat your clients almost like friends, but in a professional way. Don't calculate at the beginning. You have to build that relationship, that solid relationship with them, so that they can come back to you. And the price system, the most powerful advertising, as you know, Shani, is word of mouth. Once you give someone good service. And you add value into that service, they will always recommend you. Absolutely, and I think this is something that that resonates uh, with everyone across the generations. That yes, word of mouth is something that everyone trusts more than any other advertising or promotion. So building trust is is very very important in a in a profession. I think in any profession to say so. Yes. in most of the profession if not every profession I, i would just like to maybe dwell on one particular point over here michelle if you able to take us through the exact way how did you go about building this particular business mm interesting question so i started the business with career coaching so providing career advice to even people overseas so people overseas who haven't got their um who have secured their permanent residence a lot of them are too scared too afraid to actually come here and start fresh because they're worried that they'll go without jobs so so the business actually um expanded to that area because i knew that my my clientele was niche you know you you get people coming in here but they're not a lot of skill especially skilled migrants so people are skilled are coming here and they're lost they don't know what to do but um yeah so we provided career coaching to that to people but then all of a sudden i was getting um it was happening very naturally whilst I was providing um people career advice a couple of employees called me and say oh you you coach for these migrants and international students we would love to interview them so almost and i found another service and you can never survive with one type of service you can it, it's not really possible if you want to have to have one product or one service it is very challenging because if something happens to that product or service not be be say beyond your control then what else do you have so in your business you must have one, more than one product or one service so we added the recruitment service into our career coach so now is a career coaching and a recruitment company as well as we're partnered up with reputable registered training organizations and very soon we'll be partnering up with universities as well to promote their courses so that is another service so you need different services but as long as they're related because if they're not related and you'll lose your client because the client is coming to you because of a particular service so if you're offering the second service it is most probably the more relevant it is the better it is the client can understand what you're offering if you if you're offering something completely different 
that is no relevance to your core product or service, then you may think about setting up another business. And that's always possible. I know friends who have multiple businesses. Although our core business, core service is career coaching, the revenue is coming from the recruitment service. Right, I think you've you've touched a very very important aspect of how business model works. Mm-hmm. Which one point is that you need to be always the constant with the change. That means you have yeah. to keep yeah. changing as, as the environment changes. You have to adapt with the environment mm-hmm. and not keep all your eggs in one basket. Exactly. And also, if even if you're trying to, I mean, this is at a, a, a bit later stage. Once you have to get your business running, you need to have a product offering, a core offering. But then you need to diversify, branch out. Branch out. So, Everything yeah. has to come back to your core offering, as you mentioned. So there is some sort of resonance, and that was very interesting that you mentioned that you are planning uh, to partner with universities. I really feel it's going to be very, very beneficial for students. Yes, so everyone who's listening from all across the world today. It is not just for the Australian international students or Australian mm-hmm. job seekers, even migrants, as just Michelle mentioned that she also does counseling for migrants who would like yes. to potential migrants as well now you were mentioning about that how you get your fundings from businesses that you network with and this is something i want to bring forth and maybe this is the last like the last question that i want to ask i see that you're very active uh with different communities and uh, yes. businesses and you network with a lot of people and that is really shown in the kind of clientele that you have maintained and how a person can reach to different industries would you like to maybe expand a bit on that and elaborate and tell our listeners about that yeah so um i've been very fortunate to meet with amazing and inspiring business owners and they're not necessarily the biggest organizations so usually small to medium size and they all come from different backgrounds and they all might a lot of them are migrants themselves so they feel the pain they know the pain when they come here they're lost and they want to help and there's a lot of things that don't involve uh, money you know we we're connecting people with people we we just keep connecting and we've got this networks that have become is becoming bigger and bigger and i'm very excited to say that oscar coach we are also starting another organization called network to the top so it's all about relationships and um we it's like our our mini little intimate networking association where people are supporting us there'll be sponsors you know um partnering up with us to support international students to support migrants who are coming in here so for example if you're a, a international student studying engineering or accounting or IT or if you're a migrant coming in in the IT background engineering you can be connected to somebody who's really got an existing company that's like an engineering company or IT company and these people behind the scenes are migrants themselves so they know the pain so we are growing larger and larger and people who are sending us resumes more than 90% of resumes are not written effectively so i it's not necessary that's me that's checking the resume i've got networks who are industry experts in that particular field so i get dear them to you know their partner with me and with oscar coach and they are checking the resumes they're giving feedback and they're talking to the 
the clients. Yeah, that's how we're doing it. Thank you for sharing that in the way Oz Career Coach works. The reason I asked you this question because many a times there are many outlets, you know, over there, there are many people in the market who tell us that we will be looking through your resume, career coaching and everything. But sure. to understand how a company works, what are the values or the net worth. So, mm-hmm. so that's why I wanted everyone to hear out how you do your business and because I have seen that personally that you're always so proactive meeting the right people and trying to figure out even now that what is going on in the Australian market in the pandemic situation and you hold uh, you know uh, weekly webinars or workshops mm-hmm. just to let everyone know what is going on and keep everyone abreast of the situation so that is a very very a reassuring point for anyone who wants to you know get in touch with you or to even you know just talk to you about the resume or the kind of services that Oz Career Coach provides. Thank you. And taking us through your journey just before you leave I would like you to leave our listeners with any sort of saying or quote that resonates with you. Um, I say it's all about relationships. So keep connecting, keep building and growing your networks and find your passion. Find your passion and your work, your job will never be a job anymore. It'll be a lifestyle. Another episode of Amazing Insights and this episode has really left me with really practical knowledge tips that if I ever want to start my own venture that what are the things that I can look at and be aware of and still keep my business growing apart from that Michelle has also given us a lot of insight into when things go wrong how can you overcome it and always always strive to build better and meaningful connections so my friends stay tuned for upcoming episodes of of my first step ever and if you have yet not done this then follow us on spotify on itunes whatever you like and also become the part of instagram community which is my first step ever underscore in so that we can create a space where we can network talk, share ideas with like-minded people and treat this as a place for you to network with these amazing guest speakers. So stay tuned. I'll see you soon. Until next time, this is Ishani Nigam, your host, signing off.